What's going on, listeners? What's going on, beer rap and banter yeah. fans and supporters? Um, this episode, episode 18, quite an important episode for us. It marks the end of 2017. It's a milestone, a huge milestone for us. Yeah, and we just want to say a big thank you to everyone who's listened, everyone who's subscribed, mm. everyone who's been supporting us uh, on social media or just on day-to-day business yeah. all over the world. Um, yeah, we faced some technical difficulties on this episode, so you, Cal may not be as clear and as smooth as he would like. Well, I'd like to think I always sound clear and smooth. And sexy. Um, Well, I don't want to sound sexy to you, obviously. Maybe our female listeners might find me sexy. I'm sure they do. And maybe some of our male listeners, and that's fine too. There we go. I like how you're embracing everybody. Just don't touch, you know what I mean? Keep your hands (laughs) off, like we said on the previous episode. But anyway, yeah. Don't (laughs) touch. Little disclaimer, yeah. Little technical difficulty with Cal's voice, so it may not be as clear as mine. Uh... I know you'll come listening to me anyway, so it don't really matter because Cal's is in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. I'm only joking, yeah. So yeah, thanks Cal for all your hard work. Uh, thank you too, brother. And here's to 2018. May it be a successful, peaceful and prosperous year for us and our listeners. Amen. Enjoy the show. Peace. Peace. Episode 18, Beer Rap and Banner. The podcast is here Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for checking us out for the first time, the second time. All the people that have been with us from the beginning, mm. all the new crew, if you've been sharing it, is episode 18, the Paul Skulls episode, the Ginger Wizard. Best midfielder of all time? Best English midfielder of all time? Arguably, a uh, very quality player, the Ginger Ninja himself. Cheers. Oh. Is, bro. Oh, that is not very nice. Oh. What are you drinking right there? That looks funky, man. It was a bit ginger. It's apricot wheat beer, basically. Apricot beer. Where is it? Great American Beer Festival 2016 gold medal winner, Wayne's Brewery Co. Apricot wheat. For all those who know about this, apricot wheat, basically for Christmas. Go on, give me a little taste. Um. I'm going to multi- all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Fucking hell, man. Oh, oh that's man. the first swear. That's one pound. Oh, man. That's one pound to me in the swear jar. Thank you very much, Cal. I'll take that one pound and I shall place it in my pocket. Pay up for the swear jar. We're not swearing episode 18. So basically, my wife listeners bought me a year subscription of ales and beers and whatnot. Uh, 12 beers every three months. Um... And I started off with today, which was quite nice, peanut butter milk stout, stout with natural flavour from the Belching Beaver Brewery. Yeah, peanut butter milk stout, which I like a stout. And when you smell it, it is proper peanutty. Um, It was really nice. So I do like a stout. But now I've opened up this apricot wheat and it's... Oh, this is just wrong. Yeah, it's not very nice, is it? But um, yeah, basically that's what I got for Christmas, amongst other things. Um... I can see your face. You're just like, you're not enjoying it whatsoever. Oh, bro, it's like just eating a lemon or something, man. This is sour, bitter. Eating a lemon? You mean like eating an apricot? <laughs> no, because it's not sweet like an apricot. It's bitter like eating a lemon, bro. This is nasty. Get it, Daniel. Stop complaining. Anyway, Merry Christmas. I hope you had a good Christmas. Merry Christmas. And a belated Merry Christmas and a happy... Well, belated Merry Christmas and a Boxing Day to all our listeners. And I hope you had a happy new year by the time you hear this. How was your festive period, Cal, with the family? Happy Kwanzaa, by the way. Happy Kwanzaa. <laughs> and happy Kwanzaa to all the listeners that celebrate that. Um, Christmas. I'm not a big Christmassy person. Um, so, But it was definitely nice to spend some time with the family. 
Um, and that's what I did. I uh, went up to go uh, to my sister's and spent some time with my family there, my nieces and my nephew and my brothers. It was, it was really cool, man. All um, about family, all about the kids. Most definitely got to meet um, my niece's new boyfriend. Oh, new boyfriend. It was a really cool guy. How did he, how did he uh, handle the family situation? Because it could be quite daunting, listeners, when you meet your... Uh, your other half's family for the first time, or even the second, or even the time around Christmas when there's a lot going on. So mm. did did he pass? With flying colours. Wow, good shout. Couldn't have been a nicer guy. Good, had to be on his P's and the Q's. Only, the only way it could have been better if he is if he was Idris Elba himself. That that would have been like, oh, of course, Uncle Idris, come, <laughs> uncle, 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 come, 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 eat some jollof, come on. Uncle, please. Was he? What did he look like, Idris Elba? No, no, no. He looked like himself, innit, obviously. <laughs> no, but, like, why did you pull out Idris Elba randomly? Like? Because, like, I was just saying, if, if like, you could have wished for your niece to date a better guy, like, who would it be? Like, the only person could be, like, Idris Elba. Me? What about me? Well, I'm married, obviously, but... Nah. Pa. Nah. Is this the niece with a nice car? Um, with a Merc? Yeah. <laughs> so you know, you know she's chopping she, already. She's got, you know she's got peas. She got peas. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. I hope. I hope. Can't be Idris Elba to afford her, bro. Yeah, that's it. Can't be. Can't be jumping in the oyster when the girl's got a nice car. <laughs> you got. So, but some men, some men, yeah, some men would find that a woman with money and, and a good job um, quite threatening. So I don't know how they'd, they'd handle that, but fair play to him. A nice night, he had a good Christmas and a festive period. I visited different family members. Um, Andrew and I, she went driving and we had my mom, saw my mum, saw her family, which was pretty mad, then saw her dad's side, which is which was lovely. Okay. Um, then my cousins and all that, and was, you know, drinking, eating, lots of festive periods. So yeah, it was so you went good. To two different places for Christmas? Three. Uh, two, two Christmas Day. So my mum's... Uh, and then Andrew's family, and there was like 12, 13s on her family side around a big table. Uh, my mum's was just us three, calm. Um, and then her dad's, um, big up Carl, if you're listening. Um, big up Carl. Yeah, uh, Andrew's brother uh, sold me his PlayStation 4, so that's been me in the, the, the holidays. I've just been yeah, big up just, Carl. I'm going to be smashing him in with that new PS4 he's got. So he thinks, to you, bro. listen, I've become a teenager again, just playing FIFA and everything. So yeah, big up all the big up all the listeners. Now I left some Jack Daniels in a minute. I can't mix my drink with that. Um, yeah, as we get towards the you know the end of the year, this episode we're going to reflect on um, top three selected for sporting events, top three selected. Uh, hip-hop and rap albums both in the US and UK top three selected programs we've been watching films and just having a catch-up on current events um yeah as we move on and move forward you know were you looking forward to 2018 Cal most definitely man like last year was absolutely crazy I'm saying last year like it's gone well maybe you're listening to this in 2018 so yeah last year for you but right now I'm thinking this year was a bit nuts um I'm not going to do anything for New Year's because uh, last New Year's Eve was crazy for me. Bro. It's because you got no mates. Mate. You got no fans. I'm joking. I turned up. Literally. You went out last year, didn't you? You was on one literally, last year. I turned up to, um, went back to the hometown, innit? Shout out with Elstone Massive. And shout out DJ Mattman. He was playing in the Red Lion. Turned up with three girls. Left with a different one. Jeez. Went back to her. Did you see what I done? <laughs> came yeah, with three girls came, with a white one. <laughs> came yeah. with a black chick, left with a white one. That's exactly what I did. Came with some black girls and left with a white one. Oh, you butt. Oh, my swore there. Oh, no, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, that should be like 25p. You boss player. I called you a player. Oh. So, yeah, went back to hers. <laughs> After hers, went on to a, a little hood 
spot. That's the pound on the, the table. Party. It was yeah. amazing. It's like it couldn't have been a better New Year's Eve. He so said. It's just going to be anti-climax. I'm, I, there's no way I could Excuse me. No. Top that. So I'm just going to chill this, this this year. Yeah. And for the rest of my life. <laughs> I've peaked, innit? <laughs> You've done his. You've done his business. But yeah, uh, for 2018, I'm, I'm trying to take on this mature, chilled out kind of like just focus in it. That's what I want for 2018. Focus productivity. So less of the going out, less of the partying, and just more. Just you know, trying to be health conscious, trying to be restful. Because you know, when you get older, you can't do as much as you used to do. You're gonna do dry January with you gotta me. Rest, man. You got chill. Dry January, no booze. Um, speaking of moving on. <clears throat> and getting, you know, sort of uh, celebrating the future, not the past. In New York recently, um, in Times Square, Americans uh, were celebrating Good Riddance Day, uh, where they took all of their memories of the year, all their toxic relationships, anxiety, bills, uh, anything Trump-related, any yeah. debt, any negative photos, and they put them, check this, listeners, in a giant shredder. That's right. Um, they took... A to, giant shredder? Yeah, so... Not the evil villain from... Uh, That's exactly what I'm saying. Teenage... <laughs> <laughs> they, they took to Times Square and they took all their negative uh, thoughts and, and uh, images and photos and whatnot that was associated with the year that they didn't like or they were moving on with and they put it in a giant shredder, cut it up and then that was sort of a way to move on into 2018 and as a way to look into sort of a positive future. So, yeah, if you've done something like that... Um, let us know on the social medias, beer, rap, bants, at Ings LT. I don't want to say at Cal Serious, at beer, rap, bants. You don't want to say... <laughs> but yeah, if you're moving on... This is part of my focus for 2018. Okay. Talking-ish on social media. So, um, yeah, just hit at beer, rap, bants, man. That's it. Know. So we're moving on <laughs> We're moving on to 2018 in a positive light. And Cal, I know you've got something leading up to this with eight rituals to improve our prospects in the new year. Hell yeah, man. It's all about that mind, body and soul, man. It's all about improvement. And um, one way to improve your prospects of becoming rich, uh, which is in a, a really cool article here in Entrepreneur, um, is exercise. You know, it says exercise has many positive effects, which you should obviously realise. Um, I think uh, we were talking earlier, weren't we, bruv, where you even mentioned that you get like an endorphin release when you do exercise and stuff like that. Um you know, exercise is always good, man. Get it in. Um, number two would be self-reflect. I think that is, that can't be, you know what I mean? I can't underline, put that in a circle, highlight that enough. Self-reflection is so important. Even if you do it like monthly, like I recently had a thing at work where we had the chance to sit down and reflect and look at all the stuff we've done in our career and all this stuff, think about where we want to go in the future. It's, it's really good to sit down and reflect on your past, reflect on, you know, your goals. Have you achieved them? How can you improve? Self-reflection. Number three, three, excuse me, not Jack Daniels is starting to touch me already. Um, build your network. we got to do that. Like, definitely us for Beer Rap and Bants. we got to get that networking in, man. And so should you, all you listeners out there, whatever it is that you do, build your network, man. Especially if you're self-employed. It's really hard. You've got to get your grind on. Uh, number four would be work on a skill or a habit. So practice makes perfect really with that, innit? You know, uh, apparently spending 10 to 30 minutes a day on a skill or a habit will pay drastic dividends over time. And over the course of a few years, 
you could be one of the best at a particular thing with that daily commitment. That is prolific. If you spend 10 to 30 minutes a day and you do that consistently, you could become one of the best in the world at whatever it is that you do. So for all of the kids out there, if you're practicing <coughs> playing football for 10 to 30 minutes every day, you're probably going to be a professional footballer by the time you're 20. If you're, well, if you're like 8, 10 years old now, maybe by the time you're like in your teens, you're going to be a professional baller because you put in that 10 to 30 minutes every day, all day, every day. That's what it's about. Sleep, mate. This is so underrated. For me, I don't really get enough sleep. I'm always up late doing something. Um, and then I wake up tired the next day. So that's one for me, man. Get more sleep. Um, you know, you just feel fresh. Like there's times when I might have like a conference call or a presentation or something in the morning and I haven't had the sleep. And so I'm feeling a bit groggy and I'm not, I'm not like all sharp. You know, you're going to need to drink coffee and to try and keep you sharp when really you should be able to just wake up, feel fresh because you had a good night's sleep. Number six, take time to be grateful. Listen, gratefulness is so underrated. Have you ever traveled to a poor country, bro? And seen how people are just happy. Yep. It's because they're grateful. They're grateful for life. And like sometimes faith kind of coincides with gratefulness as well. People feel like, you know what, God has blessed me and I have my two hands and I have my whole body. Like really we should try and practice gratefulness as much as possible. And that is the key to peace in your heart and to happiness. Just mm. being grateful for everything that you have. I feel it helps put things in perspective as well. Like if things are going down at work, uh, and then you just put it in perspective by being grateful for what you do have mm. and not what's, uh, you know, not what you don't have or what's happening to you and just concentrate on the positives. Um, you know, it's all about concentrating on the positives and appreciating now rather than looking to the future too much and be like, oh, I don't have this, I don't, you know. Yeah, focus on what you do have. That's it. Me, I wish I had what they had, you know what I mean? Yeah. Take the time, be grateful. And apparently the most successful people take the time each day to be grateful for what they have. That's it, and focus on that. Uh, number seven you've got here, do something that makes you comfortable. The most successful people... Do something that makes you uncomfortable. Oh, uncomfortable, beg your pardon. Do something that makes you uncomfortable. The most successful people that take risks and challenging themselves, make an effort each day to do something that pushes you out of your comfort zone. Mm. And that way you'll become a bigger person. I know cow has been going swimming. Yeah, still not so great at that. And to be honest, I've kind of slipped up with my swimming regime as well, haven't I? I haven't gone as much as possible, so I need to keep doing that. Mm. Whether it's me, I don't know what I've been doing that's made me uncomfortable. Um, coming around here, seeing your face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and lastly, and lastly, a big one. If you read, you will succeed. Beyond working on new, new skills or habits, the most successful people are always learning. They make a daily commitment to reading. This doesn't have to come from books. It could be listening to podcasts, <clears throat> be a rap and banner. Um, could be enjoying other shows, short articles, reading information to better yourself. It's all about the reading. The more you read, the more you will succeed. Um, and I know we touched on some books uh, last episode. So go back and check that out. Episode 17 featuring artist jmc if you haven't already shout out to jmc so yeah that concludes eight rituals to improve your prospects um as we look into the new year we're looking to go you know go harder become better in every aspect financially yes. health Definitely. social emotional in love yeah oh, i need some of that for 2018 oof 
listeners, you heard it out here. You know, you heard it here first. Cal needs that love, that love thing. Especially all these listeners from all over the world. I've been looking at the analytics, analysing the data, and there's some awesome people feeling us on the other side of the world. Shout out to New Zealand. Shout out to Indonesia, the Philippines. Wherever you are all over the world. International. International. As we bring it back to the UK, though, now, best of... Didn't want to go too too far into sort of having a best of list for too much. So what we've done is usual, cue the music, top three selected. We've got best UK rap albums of the UK. Uh, Cal, you want to touch on this? I know you had this list mainly you added to this. So you're saying Jay Huss. It's no surprise, man. With Common Sense. Santa with no hands. Great album, was nominated for Mercury, won the numerous awards. Great mix of uh, sort of Afrobeat, hip hop, uh, grime, um, just all types of flavours uh, from the young East London artists. Yeah, represented London. We got the Godfather himself, Wiley. Another one representing London, and both of them representing East London in particular. So, a little bit close to home, these guys. Wiley, um, you know, uh, my older brother knew him, went to school with him, and um, he's always been someone that's been pushing the envelope and been a pioneer, and he's widely regarded as the Godfather of Grime. Yeah. Um, and he's also released an album this year called The Godfather. Yeah, he's always working, non-stop working, Banging non-stop working. And lastly, you've got Children of Zeus. Children of Zeus, I feel like they, they did something special this year uh, with the story so far. Um, and um, yeah, definitely very soulful, very chilled out. Listen, um, I'd like to think we've got three different selections there because Children of Zeus is more like a hip hop soul kind of. Yep, record. yep, yep. Um, Wiley is more like, you know, grime and sort of trap, drill kind of flavours. Yep. Old school and, and modern kind of mix of those genres. And Jay Huss is, is it's like an Afro B kind of road rap. Westfield's in your tracksuit, sliders. <laughs> I was thinking more straight jeans with the rips in it. Gee, yeah, all right, and your lubes. Roadman swag. Bit of, bit of mix, bit of mix and match. Yeezys with the with the, with the lubes. Um, different vibes. Yeah, three different vibes best, from the best, UK. Best UK rap albums in my Yeah, best rap. Um, I'm saying for my albums, uh, US-wise, we got Kendrick with Damn. Mm-hmm. Without a shadow of a doubt, uh, I got Sai Hide the Prince, No Dope on Sundays. I know that was a late entry later on in the year, but just amazing production, amazing, amazing lyricism, and some really poignant and you know strong, strong songs and you know production from from him and Kanye. And then I got uh, Scissor with Control. Oh, can I get away with that one? I tried to squeeze that one in. She, she made a great album, and shout out to TDE because that label puts out banging music. They've got a can new, I not get away with that then? Artist that's sick right now called Sir. Like that, oh, man, that is a fighter. But um, you I not... think you can get away with that because she doesn't rap at all. She must do a little bit of rapping on it. She, she features rappers like you know Kendrick and Schoolboy will be on her project. All right, I'll say then. I'll say Rhapsody's album, Layla's Wisdom, Dog. which you put me onto and listening to it. Phenomenal album. If you haven't listened to it, Rhapsody, female MC, works with Ninth Wonder from um, South Carolina, North Carolina, or South Carolina. One of the two. Yeah, but phenomenal artist. Um, so those are my three strong, strong lyricism, as you know, in this age of mumble rap and teenagers rapping about drugs and complete rubbish. We need the lyricism. We need to be taught something in our music. Um, moving on with top three selected, we got um, best TV shows of the year. Now, we both agreed on Blue Planet 2. I thought Blue Planet 2 was absolutely amazing. Um, I'm so glad that you agreed as well, because it's 
you know, come on, it's David Attenborough. Especially with the with the 4K TV or the HD TV, oh, it just stands out, and then and it's on a Sunday, and it's just chilled. It's just like it's like your granddad's talking to you or something. He's like <laughs> it's proper chilled. And it's new discovery as well. That's the that's the cool thing about it. It's not like just like a regular wildlife show where they go to the jungle and you're seeing like you know, oh here comes the lion and his habitat and jumps out and bounces on some prey. It's not, it's not that kind of thing. It's more like exploration. They go down into the <coughs> deep sea and you get. I think there was one bit of footage. Do you remember that the camera was like shaking? Yeah. And they found this fish at some really low uh, sort of water pressures. Then they didn't actually know that fish could exist at such low pressures underwater. It's fascinating. It's, they're finding out so much about the sea and, you know, sort of what inhabits that. So it's, it's yeah. fascinating. Um, yeah, I, so, think it, I think it was a snailfish. It looked disgusting. There's some there's some wild creatures <laughs> underneath the sea. Um, moving on, something, something completely different. We've got a bang with Rick and Morty. Season three of Rick and Morty. Come on. That's, that's one of the best TV shows of 2017 just period just one of the best 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 cartoons best programs amazing. absolutely amazing now uh you've got black mirror and stranger things too yeah. i haven't seen black mirror season four as time of recording and stranger things too you know how i feel about that so i'm personally going to say game of thrones but you want to talk about well, you can't really talk about evil without no spoilers, so yeah, we're not, we're not we're we, we, we won't give too much away, but yeah, but... Black Mirror is absolutely amazing. If you haven't seen it, it's definitely one Season of the four. Um, TV shows on Netflix. Um, so the new season's just come out. Uh, I've seen one episode of the new season. I haven't seen all of it. Don't give it away. Listeners, we want to know what your favourite top three selected was. Um... You're not allowed to have a top four selected. That's not the name of the original song by Getz. You can have top three selected. Top three selected. That's how we're keeping it. Moving on. Best yeah. best fights you know of what? the year. Hit us up as well and let us know what they Yeah. Are email. Or at Beer Rap Bants. Yeah, or the email. Yeah, it's on the socials. Beer Rap and Banter at gmail.com. Yep. Moving on. Best fights of the year. We've got... Now, I had this as best sporting event of the year and you, you snuck it into... No, we can do both. Best fights of the year. We'll do best fights because we're boxing fans. Mayweather versus McGregor. Kind of goes in with the hype, don't it? Um, was it actually one of the best fights? I don't know. Technically speaking, I don't know, but it was definitely very hype, a very hyped up event. Well, I um, just think I just think for what it brought to the table, Mayweather extended his professional boxing streak of fifty victories and zero defeats, beating Hall of Famer Rocky Marciano. But uh, Marciano, beg your pardon, defeating McGregor uh, by Tico in the tenth round. Um, now this was massive because of the paycheck that Mayweather and McGregor both got, you know, 100 million and 30 million respectively. Um, the person of the two fights was expected to be uh, be quite higher for each and it streamed, you know, into the millions. It was just the biggest fight of the year because A, it's the first time uh, something like this had happened with a boxer and an MMA, you know, mixed martial arts fire uh, and also the publicity and the circus that, that both men brought with them, love them or hate them. And then it also split a lot of people down the line. You was either anti McGregor or anti Mayweather. And it, you know, it caused a lot of talk in the, you know, in the barbershops, a lot of talk amongst friends, a lot of talk uh, at workplaces and everyone's on their lunch. Even people that didn't even like boxing or didn't know anything about boxing or MMA were talking about it. So for that reason, I had it down as one of the main sporting events of the year Definitely and the fights. Was. In terms of best fights, though, 
I feel like AJ versus Klitschko was a much better fight. Oh, yeah, without a shadow uh, of a doubt. versus Canelo Alvarez was a much better fight. That was a great fight. So that was for the me, purists. Those are the best fights of 2017. The, the third one possibly would have been uh, Rigo versus Loma, but I didn't even get to watch it. So. Mm. But potentially that could have been the third one on the apple tree to make that the three best fights of 2017. That's it. Well, sporting uh, moments, we've touched on Mayweather and McGregor. We're also going to say where... Uh, Usain Bolt, you know, the greatest athlete that the earth has produced, the world's fastest man. The greatest athlete the world has ever seen. (laughs) Have you seen this guy? Other than me and Cal. Is he even flipping human? There's eight-time gold medalist, uh, retired um, at the London um, Athletics World Championship this year. Um, Unfortunately, it didn't quite go to plan, as we all know. he got bronze in his penultimate race, the men's 100, before pulling up injured just as he began to hit top speed in his yeah. final event. Injured uh, in his final. Yeah, and it flashed on the scoreboard that Gatlin, of all people, you know, the controversial American sprinter, had taken gold in 9.92 seconds, uh, beating a young American, Christian Coleman, who took silver. Bolt, who claimed the bronze, uh, was behind him in front of a massive 56,000 crowd booing. Uh, Gatlin and all you know even though he won which was quite controversial but we take our hats off to Usain Bolt um, just dominated track you know just dominated running sprinting um, charismatic you know everyone enjoyed seeing him run his interviews he brought everyone in mm. did you have um, a personal uh, actually I was going to ask if you had a personal favourite sporting moment, but there's one we haven't talk, talked about yet, have we? have we? Speak on it, the last one of the top three selected. Man like Neymar. Now, this is not personally our uh, most popular decision as, as as the most popular, you know, this this what made us think, oh my goodness, but the fact of the... It's a talking point. Mm. It's a real talking point about what happened uh, in the transfer market between Barcelona and PSG, Paris Saint-Germain. Yeah. To speak on it, Cal, sort of the controversy... I mean, the reason why it's a top three selected sporting moment of 2017 is because nobody saw it coming. He's a Brazilian international, uh, one of the best players in the world, playing for arguably the best club in the world, or at least one of the top three selected clubs in the world, Barcelona. That's it, and he went for a ridiculous amount of money. Stolen away from arguably the best club in the world. Wouldn't say stolen. Wouldn't say stolen. Stolen because. Like, this is what Barca do to other teams. They they bully them. Come on, they've done that to Arsenal a million times. They bully them. You're right there. You sound, you're gassy they there, boy. The players. <laughs> you're gas, bro. You're they gassy. Tap, they tap up the players and they, they get the player that they want. Um, but nobody ever does that to Barca. And PSG did that to Barca. They got Neymar for a ridiculous amount of money. 222 million euros made him the most expensive player in the world 782 grand a week or something when it ridiculous, ridiculous in euros are almost a million uh, um a week that he's earning and will they well they've got uh real madrid in the next round will they even get past the mighty ronaldo and zenedine zidane he's revolutionized the t- like he's revolutionized french football he's gone there you know, oh, it's not hard, is it? Have you seen French? Up. Have you seen? <laughs> I mean, you could play in French football, man. <laughs> I mean, the fanfare's gone up, and you know he's probably going to sell loads of shirts. And what they've done in the Champions League so far—they beat Bayern Munich, 
who were last year's winners, mm. they look like the best team in the Champions League now that they've got Neymar in the We side. shall see. What, we they shall see what play. happens if, if they play City. They've still got to play City. They've still got to play Barca. I, I am actually tipping them to win it. I think PSG are going to win the Champions League. I want them to win the Champions League. I want Neymar to become the best player in the world and to win the Champions League. Mm, I don't know about that, man. Money talks. Talking from one French side to a French man. Um, so we've... That brings the end of our top three selected of 2017. Someone who we like on the show, used to like, although he's gone down in our estimation, Antoine Griezmann. Boy, I mean, it, we like him so much, we're always singing his name, aren't we? We say it all day, every day. But Well, it's more of a slang, in it, for like what we, what we talk about. But he is a top striker. But unfortunately, recently, at a Christmas party, Antoine Griezmann... Uh, dressed up as a Harlem Globetrotter. Uh, but not only did he wear the jersey and the shorts and a basketball, okay, you can get away with that. He put on an afro, all right, you can get away with that with a squeeze. But he decided to black his whole body from head to toe and. Blackface. You can't do blackface. See, what used to jar me was seeing uh, in Holland, they've got that festival with um, Black Pete and yeah it's controversial as Black Pete <laughs> it's controversial AF like they actually get this thing where they kind of black up and they put on these uh, uh, woolly hats the bloody afros just like what Griezmann's doing there wow um, and it's controversial and for them they feel like oh it's just like it's a celebration you know it's it's innocent it's like comes from like being a children's fairy tale like a children's story um, and then they have their little parade where they go out once a year and they all dress up and they all black up. But black people don't want to see that, man. You're lit- It's literally a mockery of a black person is what you're putting together. Yeah. What Griezmann's done here, it offends me because he's doing a mockery of what a black person looks like. It looks absolutely terrible. It looks ridiculous. I don't like it. And it's a shame. What he a he publicly apologised and then took down all the posts and everything. And, you know, he's got himself in, in hot water. And, and what we've, what's what been going on with, you know, um, all the news with racial equality and, and everything, I think people just need to be a bit more thoughtful and careful. Um, you know, but we'll, we'll, we'll put an end to that. Um, on a brighter side of... The thing is, he didn't really apologise, uh, you know. He said, calm down, guys. I'm a fan of the Harlem Globetrotters and the good times. It's a tribute. Didn't he apologise? No. Didn't he say, I'm sorry if I've upset anyone? No. Calm down, guys. He palmed it off. Basically, just parted it off. Calm he down. Said, he said, come on, man. Like, I'm not racist. All my I'm friends not, are... I'm, fan of the- I'm not racist. All my, teammate, all my teammates and friends are black. <laughs> oh, apparently he also said he understands it was wrong to do so. So he's... Now, excuse me. I got it wrong. He, he it, issued another tweet to apologise. He's apologising, but not apologising. Uh, and he said it, he understands that it was wrong to do so. Whatever, though, man. Swiftly moving on. Swiftly moving on. You had to get that off your chest. So from Antoine Griezmann... We're talking about... Uh, ...in blackface, we're going to an actual black man. <laughs> <laughs> man like... An absolute legendary... Man like George Weah. Yes. Do, do you remember George Weah as a player? Of course I do. Remember oh. that goal he scored for AC Milan where he... We ran from the halfway line, he skipped past the whole team and buried it. Former Chelsea, Man City and AC Milan striker uh, has now become the next president of Liberia. Where 51 became the first non-European player to win the Ballon d'Or in 1995. Wow. And so many other achievements over his 18-year professional career. Although none, I think, could match this. Um, 
This got to be the biggest achievement of his life. 98.1% of the uh, votes counted. Ware had won 61.5% of the vote. So, you know, by a majority, and I look forward to seeing what he does. Um, the president. Listeners, imagine, like, whatever it is that you do, you get to the pinnacle of your craft and to the point where you, like you're loved and beloved by your people and one day you can end up becoming the president of your country that is like the most prestigious honor what do you think he's going to introduce uh he's probably going to make uh griezmann a national saying i thought he said slay him or something he said like an effigy or something like gonna yeah, absolutely rinse uh, him up It'll be interesting to see what he does and sort of his visors helping. But did you know he succeeded uh, Ellen Johnson Sirleaf, Africa's first elected female president? Yep. So she defeated wearing the elections in 2005, held shortly after the end of a brutal civil war. So yeah, it's not the first time he's run for president. Yeah, no, but fair play to him and he stuck with it. Mm. So if at first you don't succeed. Try and try again. That's it. Big up George Ware. Hey, man. It'll be interesting. Dreams, man. You can do it. That's it. Hey, if George Ware could become president... Do you think you can? Do you think like if beer rap and banter pops off? Excuse me. When beer rap and banter pops off, and uh, you know you're beloved by the people in your country. I'm beloved by the people in my country. But beloved by all the people in your country, or the majority, sixty percent of them. Do you think that you could go for office, run for a prime minister of the UK? I think there's too much, uh, too much grease on my name, like on the podcast, and uh, you know they'd have to do. Yeah, you have to go be squeaky clean, man. Yeah, well, if Trump can run a country, bloody anybody can. Do it. But Trump isn't really running the country, though, is he? If you think about exactly. it, like that's why you could do it. You know, the powers that be, people in his ear, mm. people in Bush's ear, people in his Obama's ear. You'll have your cabinet behind you, backing you up. Yeah, I'll have you in there. <clears throat> I'll have... Uh... Oh, what, the one calling the shots from behind the scenes? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you playing champ manager, thinking this is like real life stuff. No, you'll be playing Battle Cry and what's those old old computer war games? What's that film um, where he plays the computer game and he's fighting against the Russian warheads? Is it called Warheads? He's like some arcade computer like uh, genius. He's really good at computer games, listeners. And then the US government brings him in and they pick... Is, Ma- is it Matthew Broderick? It's like proper like late 80s film. Okay. And uh, that's what you'll be doing. You'll be playing like on your PS4, fighting against the Russian and the Chinese. And everyone thinking this Online is... Online game and fighting the pro players, the Russian pro players. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, um, yeah. Well, going from one player to another... Big up man like Prince Harry. Yeah, uh, Prince Harry, as we all know, recently got engaged to, is it Meghan Markle? I want to say An- Angela Merkel, but that's the that's the German uh, Chancellor. I think it is Meghan Markle. To be honest with you, I don't even know how to say her name properly. You ain't got your notes ready, that's why. No, I'm, 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 I'm joking, I'm joking. Meghan Markle, she was an actress and um, she's hit the bloody jackpot, ain't she? Ladies, come on. If you're going for a man, what do you really want? I was actually reading an article the castle. earlier today uh, based on uh, psychology. Yep. Right? So it's from Psychology Today. Um, and they were talking about relationships and it was all factual, factually based, based on observations and scientific methods. And they basically deduced that women are motivated by resources. So there's, there's different techniques that men will use uh, they're motivated visually by like sex. Yep. Um, and women are motivated by resources. So they're if they're looking for a man who has money, basically, and assets and houses and stuff, because they're thinking this is a guy who's gonna look after me. 
Um, so if you flip and get a prince, come on, you hit the jackpot. So, yo, like, ladies must be thinking, man, I need to get me a prince out here. And Megan's actually done it. She's royalty. She's a princess. And shout out to Harry because she is an absolutely amazing person. I saw her do a speech, yeah? And to be fair, bruv, the speech was fire. Like, she, she was really intelligent, really well-spoken. Yeah, why wouldn't she be? Um, well, she could have just been a bimbo, innit? not <laughs> Some thought <laughs> that he picked up in Vegas. Well, some of these actresses are thick as a plank. Like, not just the actresses, actors too. I reckon he's vetted. I reckon that she's been vetted and he knows what he's getting into. Can you imagine Can you imagine if he met her on Tinder? <laughs> and he's swiping, swiping, and then... How does Tinder work? Uh, I yeah, don't... swipe. It's, you keep swiping until... Until a match. You swipe like... Who who do you reckon who who do you reckon jumped in whose DMs? Did you reckon she jumped in his DMs or do you reckon the other way around? I don't know how they met. Like if it, if it was a DM thing, it would have been obviously Harry. Like Harry would have been like, "Do you want yeah. to wear the crown?" Greece. <laughs> <laughs> Are you from Hackney? <laughs> Where's she from? Is she American? She's she's from LA, I think. She yeah, she's all right. She's all right. She's a pirate crip. <laughs> <laughs> um. Talking from one future princess to another princess, man like Lewis Hamilton, the reigning Formula World champion, was yell, uh, who yelled at his, uh, was it his nephew? Small child for mocking him for wearing a princess dress. Hamilton, who is, uh, you know, no stranger to uh, controversial clothing, shall we say, mm. wears a few funny items. Um, hey, no, 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 I'm actually rocking a Lewis Hamilton fitted hat right now, man. He what, that, that Lewis Hamilton pink fitted hat with diamantes that you're wearing? Is that The is black it, one, you mean? What the the pink one, yeah, with the yeah, diamond the, is the Mercedes the one with the Mercedes logo on it. Uh, yeah, the Mercedes. The one with butterfly. No, the one with superfly. The one with butterflies and rainbows. <laughs> anyway, uh, Lewis Hamilton got into some trouble recently when he mocked the young child for dressing up in a costume, saying that um, you know young boys aren't to aren't to wear dresses or aren't to, aren't meant to dress like princesses. Um, and he publicly apologised online and got slaughtered for it. Um, me personally, um, let children wear what they want in it, really, I feel, personally. That's what I think. Cow's pulling a face. But this is where we're going to have to disagree. So if the kid is asexual and the kid's not dressing up, if the kid wants to dress up, let the kid dress up. If he wants to do anything, let the kid do it. Otherwise, you could be causing more damage by stopping them. You could be. You don't know some psycholog psychological <laughs> damage. Why? No, no, it's joking. I'm joking. You know what? Right. It's These like... views are not shared by one half of Beer Rap and Banner. <laughs> These views are shared by Cal Serious. Uh, Cal Serious's views do not represent the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get their sponsorship his money. No, but if a kid wants to, now nah, you know no, I work I'm with playing, kids. Playing, playing I work with, with kids. What it, what it but is... some people think that the boys should be boys and girls should be no, girls, no. which I understand and respect, and you need to respect that. But for your own child, you can sort of do what you want. But at the same time. Let kids be kids, innit? No, I used to work with kids myself. Yeah. Um, I've actually had, like, gay students in my classes and stuff. Why are you assuming never, he's gay? I've never discriminated. But did you assume that the child is gay because he wants to no, wear a dress? I've just made that point. No, but I'm saying... No, but... No, I know, and, I, and I'm respect for that, okay. but should one assume that if a child... If a boy wants to wear a dress, he's automatically gay? Oof. Um, and if a girl, that, that if and if a girl wants... There you go. And you know what, what happens well, to why, assumptions? Why would a boy want to wear... 
Why? What, what, what would be the motivation behind that? Well, you'd have to ask the child. So what I would think is maybe it's one of those cases. Well, you where... could break it. You could break it down. Go on. Sorry. Yeah, go on. I was going to say maybe it's one of those cases where you've got a boy who believes he's a girl in a boy's body. If I were a boy. Oh, that's the other way around. Yeah, go um, on. Yeah. Which happens. Which yeah, happens. And, you know, it's just like me from my upbringing, the way I grew up and the way, the way I was raised, that kind of thing is unacceptable. Like, maybe I'm old school. It's, 20, it's almost 2018 and that way of thinking is probably, you know, it's, it, it's probably should, die, should probably die out in 2017, isn't it? But unfortunately, there's a lot of people from my generation and above that still think like that. And the school of thought is boys should be boys and girls should be girls and all this asexual liberal bullshit. <coughs> like, oh man, I've got to give you another quid. <laughs> and all of this stuff is just... Racking up listeners, see? It's a bit weird. Cough up, son. But I mean, I can see that it's just a child. If the child wants to play around and mess around and, you know, let them do whatever they want to do, like it, say. But at the same time, the way I was raised, nah, that stuff is unacceptable, man. That's not cool. That's fair enough. And I respect that. And I can, so I can see where Hamilton's coming from. To be fair, if I, I don't have kids in it, but if I had a son, do you think you I may... wouldn't want my son putting on a dress. If, you, if your son did put on a dress, what would you do? I would, I would probably question why you want to put on a dress. I mean... It's easy for me to, to talk about it now. Yeah, you can question it. You probably feel a bit differently, innit? But I don't know. Maybe I'll switch. Maybe I'll just lose it and, and be like, take that dress off now. What are you doing? And then regret it afterwards. But it would be a shock to me. I wouldn't so then if the girl. A, boy, a little boy put on a dress. That's what I'm saying. Thinking, and why is he doing that? But why not? But then also, what happens if a girl coming in like. I wouldn't say football kit because obviously like female soccer is like massive now. Shout but out to the England ladies as well. Yeah, they? yeah. All, all the Arsenal. Didn't the Holland ladies win the 2017 uh, European Championship? So shout out to them. Should have been England. But, you know, I think it's all going a bit too mad. I think the fact that he put it all on social media for millions and millions and millions of people to see and he's such a high, pro- high profile person. Mm. And then, you know, if he just said it with banter, if it was banter or not, I hope it was banter, but then not to do it on social media just amongst his family... So anyway, that is a that was a that was an interesting conversation. Little boy wearing a dress, pants. But what? Look at Jaden Smith. <sighs> and you, and you like him? He's one of your favorite artists of this how year. Will Smith reacted. I don't know. I didn't watch it. I don't really check for Will Smith like that. He was harsh. He said, "Nah, man, like the boy shouldn't be doing stuff like." That. Nah, but in in front of the camera, I bet behind closed camera, he says, "You keep doing that. You keep getting no them M's. Way. You keep getting that money, young Jaden." Why not? It's fashion. Why not? He's old school like me. That's why. Old school like Happy Shopper. Listen, it's a controversial episode. It's wrapping up the year, year 2017. It's episode 18. The Paul Scholes episode. The greatest midfielder that England has produced. Ginger Ninja. Unfortunately, he plays for Manchester United. but And he never really cut it for England, but... Nah. That's because England was rubbish them times, but and he couldn't tackle to save his. Life. Oh, he was the worst tackler. His second touch was the tackle. But he's the greatest oh, passer. He's, he's this creative genius. Yes. Episode eighteen, beer at Bants. We're touching on a lot of subjects. Mm. It's going well, man. But yeah, moving swiftly on. Talking of princes. Talking about princesses. Talking about controversy. We have got above all the king, the Godfather. Wiley's MBE. 
what a momentous occasion. I know we spoke about it earlier in the episode, listeners, about Wiley's album being uh, one of Cal's top three selected albums of the year. But what an achievement from the E3 kid. Wiley is awarded an MBE for his service to music. Godfather Grime, Wiley has said, receiving an MBE of the New Year's honours is like the school grade I wanted and didn't get. <laughs> the musician uh, has been honoured for his service to music for creating a genre with a few others you could the, say the godfather the godfather of graham and absolutely being a just one of the best mcs that this country and any country has ever produced a hard-working man if you're a fan of wiley which listening to this podcast you have to be um you just go back and check his catalog on youtube on itunes on anything man even from his esky boy mixtape days roll deep days um even on his own when he was slewing everyone when he had war dubs he's the war monger I'm very passionate about Wiley because he is just too much he's the godfather he's, he's an inspirational character man. and he brings people through as well I think that's why he also got the accolade because he's been that person by people's side bringing them in you think about the artists that he helped bring in Dizzy Rodi Page Go he was part yeah. of that did uh, you know that he produced the beat for Jammer's Michael guy? Yeah, I did know that. He put on Jammer. I did. I knew that. But that's one of my favourite beats. Um, Ice Kid, Chipmunk, Little D, uh, Rolled With Boy Better Know and carried on pushing them. You know? I remember he put on a guy called Roll D back in the jump off days. And Rowdy. D. Rowdy. The white guy. Uh, it's a white MC. Like mixed race or something. Is it? It's Rowdy, and there's a white MC called Rowdy who's pretty sick as well. He's cool, man. I don't know. Maybe but someone else. This guy didn't really make it to be. Fair. Well, pff, listen. He wasn't a battle rapper. I'll tell you that. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it trick. Um, I'll just quickly say, you know, Wiley is a stand-up guy, but I've got to offer a counter opinion because uh, for us, like us black British people, people like that identify as being black British. Mm-hmm. There is a little issue to discuss here with this MBE thing. Okay, speak on it. What does MBE stand for? Member of the British Empire. And that brings a lot of controversy, I know. You see, if you go back into history, if you take a step back in time, the British Empire was responsible for a lot of fuckery yes. for black people. That's it's another swear word. That's three pounds, oh, you owe me. It's all right, I'll keep so, counting. It's quite possible that... Wiley is a direct descendant of somebody that was really, really treated badly, like, by the British Empire. And when I say badly, I mean, like... Rape and pillage. Yeah, murder, plunder, robbery, all kinds of... The worst things you can ever think of. So, for me, I find it a bit awkward to discuss this MBE kind of thing. Uh, shout out to Wiley. It's an it's a honour. He's being recognised as being, you know, one of the, the best and the brightest uh, in his country. Um, historically, it's a bit mad to accept that, I guess, given the historical context. But, you know, I'm not judging anybody that does it. It is a great honour. Um, it will probably open doors for you in the future, having that little title yeah. uh, under your name. Um, I will look at someone like Benjamin Zephaniah, the poet, who actually turned down one of these... I was just going to say that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And say, you know, look at his life, like how have things turned out for him since he's turned it down I mean you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't but you've got to take a stand from what you believe in but I think what we're doing on this episode is celebrating Wiley's achievements yeah and all that he's done if he decides to accept it or not he probably will accept it 
Anyway, we haven't heard if he's going to accept it or not. And the thing is, with his personality, I was surprised to hear that little speech. <laughs> he ran up on stage and, and do a war, do a war dub for the Queen and Prince Harry, like. <laughs> Well, you know, you know what could happen? Like, you could go to the MBE. Go to the you wanna, you wanna talk about MBE? You know, OBE. <laughs> go to the palace to shake her hand, and then Lucy could say, "I would like to thank you." Like, shut your mouth. <laughs> you can never give me an OBE. I run bars, and it's so wily. Then just go. Shut <laughs> your mouth. A thousand bars. Just spit at the queen. This. Oh, he's the, he's the, he's the, he's, and he's also, he's a stage show Don. When you see him on the stage in a rave, he's just, he's amazing. Man. Energies, man. That's what it takes. But the more, Godfather the Godfather, yes. I'm glad that, I'm glad they chose him, man. He's worthy. He's worthy, man. That's it. That's it. All right. Moving, moving nicely onto music. Uh, Cal, first, uh, topic you want to talk about the Man's Not Hot All Star remix. This one we thought we couldn't hear any more of Michael Dapar's character. This one? Big Shaq, nah, he's back and he's rinsing it for all he's worth, and and God bless him for this one. The man's not hot remix, which is which is pretty fire actually. It features Leaf, uh, Lethal B, Lethal Bizzle, uh, Chip, Chipmunk, and Krypton Conan and JME. Was he? No, I think that's on another record. I don't know. Yeah, but um, yeah, what's your take on it? Because uh, we were talking about it today, and uh, we like Lethal's verse. Man, shout out to Lethal B. We was literally talking about him in the last episode, wasn't we? And um, here he comes with a flipping banger. I mean, I think he's altered the whole dynamic of the song because he just made it hype. My team goes pow, pow. Pow, pow, pow. Oh, man. Oh, I remember when he dropped pow as well. But power and a lyric. That's but power was a God's gift thing as well. That's how they started clashing years ago. Because I think God's gift started with pow. And then Lethal used it or took it or remixed it and then dropped pow and then the power record and then pow yeah and then that's how the whole wily god's gift beef happened with roll deep and more fire crew and well, a little bit well, of history i've got a lot of time for lethal he's one of my dons there so hey, sick. i'm just gonna say dope he smashed the tune out of the water chipmunk smashed remix. it and um, Chip yeah, had a good verse. Chip's verse was dope. Like Chip had some bars in there, man. He had he had that line about um, you know, it's hard to find a wifey out here. It's just bare fots and hoes. I was like, yeesh, man, bars. And then um, there was that line from uh, I think it was either Crypto Conan. Mm. He had that line about um, my young boy. I call him Jay Z. What do you think he's got the four four four? Sick. That was good. That was Word good. Uh, um. So yeah, shout out to. Uh, Roadman Shack and the All Star Remix, all of the people on that, because that was a dope record that just dropped recently. Yeah, um, just quickly, other noticeable uh, mentions just for the albums that we've been pumping recently. Uh, been playing that Static Selector Eight. Uh, really enjoy listening to that. A um, lot of soulful production, big samples, uh, nice drums and scratches. Features everyone from um, Run the Jewels, which is LP and Killer Mike also features Joey Badass also feature, features um, who's the big fat guy uh, Action Bronson Bronsolino. there's an amazing record with The Locks um, it's a really positive album really productive album all you uh, soulful hip hop heads go check out check that out and I know Cal wanted to talk on Talib Kweli before we go into this Hip hop pub quiz, which you got for me. So, what's the uh, Talib Kweli album saying? Because I've, I've stopped listening to Talib Kweli, I must say, but. Can I ask why? Uh, I never really felt him after the Black Star album. I just found him a bit too. Like, he's good, but I just thought, meh. Like, 
just went on a bit and a bit too like self-righteous and didn't really stand out. I was gonna ask if the manifesto record was before or after Black Sabbath. I think it might have been before. Because I think manifesto dropped in 96 and I think Black Star was 99 or 98. But anyway, I mean, personally, I feel like he's one of the best lyricists that hip hop has ever spawned. Wow. Um, his, his music is, he's, he's written, well, if you put the music aside, he's written pen game is absolutely outstanding like he says a lot of prolific stuff his problem is the twitter fingers like dude just he just doesn't stop getting into twitter beefs and he makes enemies and stuff like this but i think he makes great music his, his new album is called radio silence you're gonna have to judge that for yourself because we're split on this one aren't we um definitely well we uh, i think it's banging i think there's some great music on there and um, I think it's a surprise banger that dropped right at the end of 2017. Mm. Put it up there in the same vein as Rhapsody's... Um, Layla's uh, Wisdom? Layla's Wisdom, yeah. I put it in that kind of bracket. Interesting, all right. With that type of no, I'll give it a listen. Bracket. I'll give it a listen. But that's, mm. that's, why, that's, why, that's why we have this show, the yin to the yang. Um, be it rapping about now. Episode 18... The Paul Skulls episode as we go into 2018. Happy New Year, because you're listening to this. Happy this... New Year! So, as we as we start to draw to an end, I know you want to talk about this uh, beer rapping band, a pub quiz. <laughs> so, yeah. listeners, so listeners, Cal says he has a pub quiz for, for me and you. He's going to ask us a question, and he'll give you some time to answer it. So... Just while he's doing that, uh, later on in this episode, we're also going to be talking about the best apps of the year. Um... And also, ladies, at what point does the bedroom antics become too much? Can your lover cross the line and be a turn off? Is there, is there such a thing as too much when it comes to sexual relationships or antics in the bedroom or the kitchen or the bathroom or the living room floor or the sofa or the too much? Nah, I think that was just enough. <laughs> <laughs> is it too much? Right, here we go. So just while you found your notes, you ready? Oh, I thought we was going to go in on Oh, you want to go in on the sex talk? Well, you brought it up. Yeah, but I was just filling the air because you were finding your notes. Okay. Oh, but we can talk about it. Go on then, speak on it now because now we've got everyone's attention and we're talking on I the mean, sex. Yeah, that's, that's Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that made me. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Well, I think personally, you know, we, we've got this Griezmann mantra. Um, where we just love to throw down and get greasy in the bedroom, man. Now, it is possible that you will come across someone who is not as greasy as you, and at that point, that's where you cross the line. Uh, I think as a man, you know, you kind of want to, you, you know, when the mood takes you, you just want to take charge and, you know what I mean, and do whatever you do. And, you know, there's some women that are a bit, like, you know... Reserved. Frigid. But there are some men who are reserved. There, there's, there's some men who are a bit timid or not like yeah they've got sexual sexually desires, but they're not brave enough to maybe they don't have sexual desires maybe it's maybe wait, it's wait are you saying there's men out here that don't have sexual desires no they've got sexual desires but there's guys that don't please email us beerrappingbanter.gmail.com uh, we'd love to hear your story maybe we can talk about it on the next episode yeah I thought you had an article on this but does it become too much um I think, you know, you need you need respect in the bedroom. Well, we say bedroom, you need respect in, you know, in the situation and you need to establish a safe word. If if you're going to start tying people up and going all like S&M, you need a safety word. 
or a tap out. Um, some women like to be dominated in the bedroom. A lot of women like to be dominated, and some men like to be, you know, dominated slightly. They, 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 some men like to get tied up, handcuffs, and you know, let their women just run right with them, <laughs> dominatrix, and all of this. Do all that. So there's no such thing. You can take it as far as you want. You can be as dirty as you want, as long as the word is respect and you're safe. One time though, we practice safe sex on beer rap and banner. Obviously, most definitely. And talking about safe sex, one time, talk on it. I was getting greasy with this chick. Yeah. Yep. Uh, had a condom on. Yeah. We was talking about in the previous episode how the sensitivity can be a bit dead. Yeah. Um, so I couldn't feel a whole lot of what was going down there. So I thought, you know, let me just spit on my. Can I say D? Is that going to qualify me as swearing? That's, I think that's a swear word, listeners. That'll be four pounds. One more away. I'll be at Uber. Uber to the station. So I was like, yeah, let me just spit on the D to add a little extra moisture. As you do, and it's standard, isn't it? So I'll just, you know, even go through some that rhyme. Like, if I pump from dry, spin on my D and put it in. But some people don't like spit. Some girls don't like spit. And this is what happened. It was the first time I, I encountered that. Like, I spat <sighs> on it and I kept Could you pop a, like, like proper, like, flemmy, proper, like, flemmy from your soul. Time out. Time out. What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> what is this? What, what is going time on? Time out. Right time out, fella. What's all this? I didn't sign up for this. Bear flemmy on none. Come on, man. It was just a little... You know, I didn't like hook it. I'm like, oh, jeez, oh, Louise. <laughs> it was just a little, t- you know, standard. What? Come, hey, bro. I, I bet, I bet, loads of our listeners do that. Like, it's standard. You're going to it. Need a little extra motion quickly. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Crease. But yeah, that that killed everything. I yeah, I bet that. it did. Now you got to do them discreet ones, man. I don't, I don't know about the spitting. Some some people don't like spit. Personally, what are you gonna do? go to the, the the sink and draw some water from the tap. No, nah, man, you have to tease. You have to tease the tease the thing and just make it, you know, make it all wet and slippery. That's it. That's obviously your foreplay game was like whack. Like a theme park ride. Obviously, you weren't putting in no work I'm with a foreplay. Just stuffed it in sometimes there. Sometimes I'm putting in work. Sometimes I'm not. But that time, I definitely did put in enough work. Um, in your opinion no, obviously you didn't because it was like sandpaper it was dry no, it was, it was right at the start it was just after a while after you've beaten it for four hours right? <laughs> foot, foot, ask about, ask about foot on her neck <laughs> foot on shoulder foot on her neck giving her the Griezmann the pre-blackface not post-blackface Griezmann oh man oh mate um, but yeah um, yeah female listeners is it too much man them I think man them just kept going in it till they say no and until women say no and then they think alright and then they still try it again but you know what else is weird like have you ever had a chick that is mad freaky like more freaky than you yes has that ever put you off and made you think oh man what well, had me gosh, had me sh- had me like quivering sh- shaking in the corner like a little boy like yeah, she just like she just violated man she just violated me um I have said yeah I had yeah definitely I've I've dated girls who have been like very powerful sexually mm. like you see them not do- well I, I don't mind being dominated in a, well I don't mind being dominated to an extent of like do this do this I'll be like yeah let's go because you like that in a woman you want her to be you know um, I love it when I activate that like she could be a bit mousy and then you put the moves on her and then next thing you know she's jumping that. that's dope she turns into the omen in her head not the omen uh, the, uh, the, yeah the omen with the head turns around going <laughs> does a does a one eighty? Um, yeah, I've dated chicks that have been like that, and you just think, right, you just got to keep up. But then you learn in it, and then you take notes. And you think, right. So yeah, more more. Listen, when it comes to sex, 
anything goes. Don't feel no way, listeners. Do what you got to do. As long as you're safe and respectful, like we say, BRB. Right, what are you saying, Cal? All right, so we've got this little pub quiz, right? We've got some rap facts that you hip-hop fans out there should know and you shouldn't be forgetting. So let's see how you do. Right, what we're going right. to do is going to ask me the question and I'm going to give you, the listeners, time to answer the question. I'm going to say my answer and then we're going to see who's right. So this way you can maybe keep a little score against me. Yep, yep. I see how we crack on. Ready? So we need some we need some uh, game game show music running underneath as we do this. I'm sure we can I'm sure we can conjure that up, Cal. Yeah, man. Um off you go, sir. So who was the voice of Reptar on Broadway? It was a rapper. Have I got a choice? Is it multiple choice? It's not multiple choice. I can give you a multiple choice though. The voice of Reptar, Reptar on Rugrats. Was it A? Q-tip, was it B, Buster Rhymes, was it <laughs> C, Jay-Z, or was it D, Kanye West? Q-tip. <clears throat> it was actually B, Buster Rhymes. Oh, no way. It's of Reptile and Regrets. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what was Drake's favourite expression in high school? I'm so moist. Correct. <laughs> Question number four. No. <laughs> what was his favourite expression? Yeah. I don't know. Who's gonna... That's not a proper rap question. Drake's not proper rap. Well, he's rap, but he's not like... Well, was his favourite phrase, keep it real? Was it, I'm the man? You keep looking away, so it's bait, it... so I know you're making it up. Uh, keep it real. Bling, bling. Yes. Yes. Correct. Bling bling. <laughs> Every time I cut, because he probably went to school same time as uh, Hot Boys drop. Yeah, bling bling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he went on to sign to the creator of the phrase, which who was actually Lil Wayne. Yes. Anyway, moving on. Um, did the cover of Enter the Thirty Six Chambers, the Wu Tang, the classic Wu Tang debut album, did the cover feature every member of the Wu Tang? No, it didn't because someone was in prison or someone was on the run. Yeah. Yeah. Don't give me multiple choice no more because it's pub quiz. So someone was on the run. Yeah. Uh, Ghostface Killer was on the run. I'm guessing. Well, or well well yeah, well come on, listeners. That's a proper rap question. <laughs> number one <laughs> and number three. Um, yeah, but that's because that's cause, like, I was waved, didn't it? I mean, obviously. Been yeah, drinking. A couple drinks in. That's know. it. Beer at Banner. We've been drinking. Couple canes. Uh, so, um, who helped LL Cool J? Now, that's not a good question. That's Why? Good. Come on, you started. Now you finished. All right, all right. Who helped LL Cool J to start his career? Uh, so, he got a, a cash injection from someone. Who did it come from and where did the money come did from? Did it come from a street crew from... New York no did it come from a family member yes did it come from his aunt no mum yes where did the money come from drugs no <laughs> what the hell uh, church no why is that a racist thing <laughs> oh because he's black so he must have been his mum must have been a drug dealer <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say uh, church church chicken she has bare black stereotypes you know what I'm saying uh, oh it came from a chicken shop <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't it, know It actually came from I should uh, get the point Because I said his mum None of that extra toppings Oh yeah after like 10 freaking prompts No man Come on <laughs> It came from a, a tax refund So you know when you get Your tax rebate At the end of the year Oh yeah If you pay too much tax 
and she gave that to her son to uh, record a demo tape, and then that demo tape got him signed to Def Jam. Okay. Dope. <laughs> um, so yeah, all you mums out there, believe in your kids' dreams, man. Give them your tax money. But not your drug money or your chicken shop money. No, save that for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, which rapper was in the crowd at Dave Chappelle's block party? This is an obscure one. You would have had to be looking at... Was in the crowd. He was in the crowd. So think about rappers that are big today. No. That, because Dave Chappelle's block party was, what, like early 2000s? Late. Remember, he had yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It was amazing. It was like a party in the street. Someone who is a huge rapper today was a kid attending that block party. Who was it? Joey Badass. No. He's, I don't... he's a bit too new school he would have been come on back then he's only about 20 now back then he would have been like 10 listeners who was in the crowd they were a teenager they were at a party um, I don't know this this episode could drag if I don't if I don't come up with it J. Who's... Cole damn I, know, I should have known that I think I've heard that in an interview as well Tupac was arrested we know this he was in jail um, a famous comedian wrote him funny letters who was it Bill Bellamy. Nope. Chris Tucker. Nope. Chris Rock. Nope. Eddie Murphy. Nope. Lenny Henry. Nope. Dawn French. Nope. <laughs> that would have been funny. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Jim Carrey wrote letters to Tupac when he was in jail. That's a toughie, isn't it? Never would have guessed that. Jim Carrey, the guy from who played The Mask and Ace Ventura, mm. writing letters to Tupac. That's random. But you got to remember, Tupac was a celebrity. He was like a Hollywood mm, celebrity. Mm. He was an actor and he was a musician. You could know someone like Jim Carrey. They were probably in the same parties and stuff together. This is some random questions. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's a bit tricky. Um, uh, this is a tough one. I don't know if you get this one. Uh, who was the first New York rapper to appear on a Dr. Dre song? I think I would have got this one because I remember at the time this guy saying, um, I was the one that got away because Dre wanted to sign me and I was the one that got away. The first New York rapper. First New York rapper to appear on a Dr. Dre song. This, that's well known rapper, like, not an unknown guy. Very well known. A rap legend. Chuck D. No. KRS One. No. Have they even worked with Dre? I don't know, I'm just saying. <laughs> Curtis Blow. Think about. Curtis Blow. He might have worked with Dre. DOC. From the East. I don't know, I don't know. Oh, uh, guy from House of Pain. New York rapper. Oh, I don't know. Legend. I thought you keep saying it. Oh, Slick Rick. No. Oh. Think about the stuff Dre did back in the day. I can't remember. I'm drunk, man. My oh, mind's gone. Oh, man. Do you remember he did an album called The Firm? AZ. Oh. Nas. Yes. Was that the first New York rapper? Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. On oh, Nas's... Dre was all West Coast, West Coast, West Coast. Well, Nas... He, Nas, he featured on Nas's... West had beef with East, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he featured on Nas's second album... Nas is coming. Mm, that was a dope tune. Is that the first New York artist he worked with? Yeah, oh, see, oh, I knew that. You'll never get this one. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I'm not going to ask that. Uh, how long did it take Kanye West to make the beat for Otis on Watch the Throne? <sighs> 20 minutes. That was close. T 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, boy. <laughs> ch -ch 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 quickly chopped up that sample on the NPC real quick chop 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 that's chop, it, on it. legend um, but imagine a legendary track like that just quick 15 minutes man yeah. sometimes it's the um, not doing too bad ones not the, how are you doing listeners I know you wouldn't have got better than me but you know 
Maybe you did. Maybe uh, I should retire from being a rap banner because my knowledge ain't up to par. Next maybe, question. Maybe some of our uh, listeners are rap geniuses. Um, do you remember that video uh, called Players Ball by Outcast? Yeah. That was their first... That, yeah, go on. It's dark, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Who it's a Christmas-related record. Who was the celebrity director? Oh, uh, Puffy. Yeah, go on. <laughs> I didn't know that one, actually. Yeah, I did. <laughs> obviously, obviously... Man, a Dan Gargan. Because that, that was their intended Christmas record mm. for uh, LaFace or someone that put out a Christmas album. Yeah. And that was their first record. And they're like, how the hell are we going to do a Christmas record? Because that's why he opens a verse. It's beginning to look like, a lot like... And it's, watch the documentary on Organised Noise. There's a really good documentary on Organised Noise. Listeners, if you haven't checked it, I think Netflix has got it, about the production group trio that produced for TLC and for... Uh, Goody Mob and for Outcast and it's just you know proper production funk soul from Atlanta. That's how I know the answer to that. Moving on. So, what is the longest amount of time that Dr. Dre has stayed in the studio for without sleeping? Uh, the longest time I'd say he's been in the studio without sleeping. What's physically possible? Anything longer than four days, you're gonna go mad, or you're gonna. <laughs> I'd say four. I'd say four days, four or five days. Seventy-nine hours. Well, how many? Da- that's not days, then, is it? That's like three days. Seventy-two hours is three days. So and three and a bit days. Three more. All right. <sighs> three days and seven. Is it hours. putting that detox yeah, album that days, no one heard? Three days on a regular work shift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but in the studio though, like. He's probably like drinking, playing pool. He might have a shower in his studio. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know how much money he made? He's probably got, got, got like a gold shower in his studio. Or maybe he didn't. Maybe he just kept it mad sweaty, bro. Oh, bare man in the studio, like, allow that. Anyway. Oh, man. Um, That's an interesting trivia fact, but not a cool, not the coolest of question. Um... Who wore a bulletproof vest to the studio when they worked with Jay-Z? Who wore a bulletproof vest when they worked in the... Jay-Z. Bumby and UGK? No. Nope. Well, 50s never worked with him. That would Me- been a good shot. Memphis Bleak? Nope. I don't know, I'll give up. Eminem. He was shook. <laughs> <laughs> shook that Jay-Z was going to shoot him for, for murdering him on a, on his own record. Oh, I like that. I like that. <laughs> Eminem murdered you on, on your, your own. own. Uh, <laughs> I've been very impressed with you not swearing on this episode. Well, yeah, I think we've done well, haven't we? Yeah, well, I've done well. I've not sworn once, but go on. Yeah, um, well, we'll see how it comes out when we listen back to it. And it might be dead. <laughs> Like, what is beer having burnt without swearing? <laughs> um, you can tell it's late, innit? It's definitely late. I've got the last question here, but I think it's a bit dead, so I might just skip this one, man. Go on, last one, go on. Who thinks Kendrick Lamar would beat Drake in a rap battle? Oh, that's not a pub quiz question. No, we're right, not... Let me rephrase that. No, we're not answering that. It's got to be something like, of to show you have knowledge of a subject. That's more of, a, of an opinion. Yeah, you just have to know who did it, innit? Whack. Not feeling that. Moving on. 
We did have a good question that I answered. Listeners, all right, listeners can answer this one because I answered it earlier and Cal didn't know. But uh, on the record drop by the far side, which legendary producer made that beat? And everyone's just shouting the answer right now. It was blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah, You got it right. Well done, listeners. Go on. I got it right. I don't know what they said. You can uh, you can go and you can go and research that anyway. Go research it. Hit us up on the social media. Go do your research. <laughs> let us know. Let us know who you think it was. Listen, who, it's been the producer of Farsad's legendary song, "The Drop," where they go backwards. It's a great video. Listen, <laughs> this has been episode eighteen, the Paul Scholes episode, leading you into two thousand and eighteen. Yeah. It's been a monumentous episode where we've recapped on top three selected fights, sporting events, yeah. albums. Yeah. Uh, films. Did we touch on films? No, we didn't even say films. No, we didn't say the top three films. For the record, it was Get Out. Uh, for me, it was Alien Covenant and Blade Runner, the, the new Blade Runner, for me. I'll agree with Blade Runner. Um, and, and I didn't think Get Out was that big of a movie. Um, Controversial. Won a lot of awards. Moonlight. Did you like yeah, Moonlight Mo- more? Moonlight was a bigger movie. Mm, I didn't really like Moon. I thought Get Out was better than Moonlight. I thought Moonlight was a great movie. Um, and so was Manchester by the Sea. Did not see that, but I heard that was amazing. So there we go. Crazy. There we go. So we've reflected on that. We've touched on sporting events. Um, we've also touched on uh, the Royal Wedding to be. We touched on Lewis Hamilton controversial uh, statements. We touched on uh, Wiley's controversial MBE or OBE? MBE. MBE. And the rap pub quiz, which I didn't score too bad. I think I got maybe... Yeah, you've done pretty well, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I just want to take this time to thank all our listeners mm. uh, for supporting us, for listening to us, for subscribing, sharing everything. We need to get you subscribing on the SoundCloud. We need to get you subscribing on the iTunes. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. On the iTunes. Don't forget, at Beer Rap Bants, yeah. at Ings LT. Uh-huh. At Cal Sirius, yeah. Beer Rap and Banner at oh, Beer Rap and Banner at gmail.com. And I want to say a big thank you, and I'm sure our listeners will, to Cal for all your hard work that you put into recording, mixing it down, and adding all the audio. Wow, thank you very much, brother. And I would say a big thank you too for all of your hard work with the great ideas you come up with. Well, it's a team for, effort. For, for the music we put in and with the ideas and, the, the, you know, everything. Teamwork. I'll be Dennis Burkamp laying it off to you, Ian Wright, for the assist. Boom. Or Thierry Henry. So, uh, so... Oh, you I can be right now, Ben. No, no, you're not Ian right now on Twitter. No, 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 you're not. You're not. You did, yeah, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. I've not been cussing you on this episode, and I've not been swearing. It's a New Year's resolution. I'm not. <laughs> you're still Nicholas Bentner, yeah? No, no way. I'm definitely right. Now. <laughs> hey, I'll give you Burkamp though. Burkamp, anyway. Partnership. Oh, oh, your mic's gone. Not that it matters, it's but. A ghost. <laughs> Beer rap and banner. End of 2017. Going into uh, the Happy New Year. Good night. God bless. Keep supporting us in 2018. Peace. Peace. No abusive language towards one another. We're setting an early New Year's resolution. I don't know if I can keep that up, man. I've got a potty mouth. (laughs) I need to wash my mouth out with bleach, not even salt. (laughs) Dang it. What do you mean, man? There's no swearing. Just behave for one episode.
easier said than done, isn't it? Like, yeah, I'm gonna behave. I'm not gonna mess around. I'm not gonna swear, but fuck me, it's difficult. <laughs> didn't. didn't. <laughs> Oh uh, man, we should get a swear draw and see who's gonna be the first one to swear. You've already lost a penny in the I've got self con- I've got self control. You sure? Yeah. Right, so if we actually have a wager now to see who swears first from now, the start till the end of the podcast. Yeah. And if you swear you got a pot of candy. Listen, the amount of time you had me waiting here today, I should be swearing at you non stop. You got change in your pocket? I got notes, bruv. Oh, that's even better. Look, I'm gonna get the jar. Keep the jar. You hear this? That's that's Boom. the sound. The that's drop. the sound of paper. Right. Yeah, I've got change in the drawer. That's peas. You see that? Oh, there's the. Jo- All right, there you go. We're good to go. We're good to go. I'm gonna make some loot today. Man. Every t- every time you swear, you have got to give me a pound. Uh, Fifty p. Starting now. All right, go. Uh, 